All right. Hello. Welcome, everybody, to another installment of MSP Webinars. I am Steve Taylor, your host and the curator of all of this interesting and fun content that, that we do every week. Today, I am joined by Carrie Simpson. Uh, thank you for joining us, Carrie. Carrie is the CEO of Managed Sales Pros. And uh, it's, it's actually a clever name, I think, Carrie, MSP managed sales pros. So obviously, you know, you're, you're almost like pandering to your market with with the name. It's perfect. Um, can, can you give us a, a quick background of, of what you guys are doing, how you got started? Sure. Um, I started cold calling, uh, just calling companies like from my house saying like, hey, could you use someone to use to do your cold calling for you? I didn't want to work full time. I had a brand new baby at home. And I wanted to, to do something where I didn't have to travel. I didn't have to go on site visits. Um, I nursed my daughter for like a couple of years. So I wanted to, to be with her. And cold calling was a, like I could set my own hours. I could do whatever I wanted. I could like nurse while I was on the phone. Like, and it worked out really well. I just started calling companies locally to me until somebody said, yeah, we could use that service. And they're like, how much do you charge? And I'm like, um, 50 bucks an hour. And they're like, yeah, that sounds good. So I did that. And then the, I was working for a company that referred me to a managed services company and I'd, the managed services company was like, well, here's what we do. You know, could you do that? I'm like, yeah, of course we could. And I'm like, mm, managed services. All right. No problem. So, so you, you had no idea what it was. No. And you're like, you're like, sure. I'll sell your stuff for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then it was like, he introduced me to a couple of his peer group members and at some point, like I maxed out, I didn't have any hours left of my own. And I was like, there really, like, there really might be something here. So I started going to all the industry events. Um, and in the middle of all of that, um, I was still looking for, I, I hadn't gone, we were called cold calls back then. So if you go to coldcalls.ca, that was my original company. And then the, uh, the managed services thing was just, they were just one of a couple of different types of clients that I had. And then I went to um, a bunch of IT events to kind of learn more about what, what was happening in the industry and realized like everybody I talked to was having the exact same problem. And I was like, this is a gold mine, gold mine. And, uh, and that's how it started. And, and so, you know, you, through doing all of these cold calls, you, you almost became an expert by, by like trial and error. I did. Oh. Like, I mean, I called myself. It was like two years before I was off the phone for more than yeah. four hours a day. So I did eight hours of calling every day for probably a year. And then I did four hours of calling plus four hours of my own business development for about a year. And I brought other people in as like one project, one caller, one project, one caller. Everything was remote for the first few years. And then when we started working with vendors, we built an on-premise call center in the U.S. to support data. Cisco, um, I mean, we work with a lot of vendors. Some of them don't reveal that they're working with us, so we can't really share on it. But sure. we work with a lot of new security vendors. We like, you get a prospecting call from a company that hasn't been in the channel for very long. It's probably our company doing the calling. That's really awesome. Hmm. So, and I guess my my point that I was trying to make is, um, you know, cold calling is one of those things where. You, you know, it's, it's, it's sales and prospecting. It's, it's something that you need to do it a lot and get a lot of practice in order to become really good at it. So 
I think it's fair to say that just about everybody watching this could get really good at, at what we're going to show you guys today. You don't um, even have to get really good at it, right? There's that's that's a, true. It's a, you, it's a basic. It's like you just have to follow a system, right? It's not about okay. how good was the call, how great are you at objection handling. It's how good are you at being consistent, right? Because if you decide, okay, that's I'm going to use telemarketing to build my business, you have to have a consistent amount of effort to turn over the amount of leads that you're going to need to build a pipeline. So if you say, okay, I'm going to cold call. And what you're really doing is spending 20 minutes researching on LinkedIn and making one phone call and spending 20 minutes researching on LinkedIn and making one phone. You're not cold calling. You are wasting your day. So right. like, we're like, we're old school. We don't do research before we pick up the phone. My callers don't know anything about the companies that they're calling into. They know that they know what industry they're in. They know that they're on their list. They have to make their dials. Uh, and every project is essentially the same. So when, Somebody um, said to me, like, you're not going to be able to scale your company. And I was like, yeah, I am. And how I'm going to do that is by not making exceptions. Right? You can scale anything but exceptions. So every MSP campaign we run is essentially the same thing, whether they're in New York or Miami or Carolina. It doesn't matter. It's the same products. It's the same services. So anybody in my company can sit down at any chair and make any call for any one of our clients. Everyone's trained the exact same way. Everyone has their own style, but it's all rinse and repeat. And okay. that's how you scale, right? The same as if you standardize your stack, you only have mm -hmm. to teach your engineers how to use one set of tools. I only have to teach my callers one talk track. Okay. So I know that, um, I, I know that you shared an Excel spreadsheet with me and I, I removed um, a logo that you had on there because I wasn't sure whose logo that was. But is this is this a spreadsheet that you made? This it was like an audit form for phone calls. I don't know. I don't know what Fair spreadsheet enough. you're talking about. <laughs> so it's it's talking about um, grading the call. So if they're talking to the gatekeeper, oh, the, the audit the form, opening freight. Yeah, is my logo on it? Is everywhere managed on it? Yes, that's our U.S. call center. So yeah, you're free to share okay. that. Okay. So what I'll do is um, I'm going to put that into the member area of MSP webinars. Um, so that way, anyone that, that wants that, they can, they can pop into that and, and get this. And, and the cool thing about this, uh, this spreadsheet, so I'm just going to go through these things real quick. Uh, that way, even if you're not a member, okay, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not like, I'm not going to hide it, okay? I'm going to actually go through this real quick. So if you're talking to the gatekeeper, it looks like you're saying, uh, you know, opening phrase, did you use the company name, your name, and a description of the services offered and an open-ended question? Um, and that's important. You don't want to ask a question where they can say no to. I, I know I, I caught myself in that a lot. Um, you know, so so I was listening to some of these calls that you and your team did, Carrie, and, and it was really interesting. Like, so I, I would call people and I would say, Hey, I'm Steve. I'm, I'm with Taylor IT group. Do you have just a few minutes we can chat? No. Oh, okay. Sorry. I wasted your time. Bye. Like that would be my cold call. And <laughs> That's so, sorry, Tracy just brought me coffee. Morning. This is Tracy Risco, president of Man of Sales Pros. Hi, Tracy. Coming nice to meet you. 
prospecting expert. Also, I'm in her office. All around rock star. <laughs> so, so don't don't do, you know? Don't do that. Don't call and say hi. Can we chat? Like, if if they want to say no and just get you off the phone right then and there, you've you well, just opened up that opportunity. So there's ways that you can ask that that are open-ended, right? If you exactly. want to identify, like, so if you imagine calling into a law firm, for example, where there's somebody answering the phone, probably live, because that's one of the few industries where they're, most of the time they do want the phone answered live, especially in the US where it's very like, mm -hmm. in Canada, we don't have the same sort of like litig litigious society. Like you can't sue doctors, for example. So in the US, it's like, you got to get them first. If somebody calls your law firm, you got to pick up the phone and sign the business or they're just going to keep calling the next one in the phone book or the next one on Google or whatever. So imagine for a minute, like you're answering eight phone lines all the time, right? All the time. And so is it fair of me to just launch into a sales pitch when I know that this person has other things to do and you just, you have to respect the time of the person on the other end of the phone. You don't know what they're in the yes. middle of or, you know don't call accounting firms in April for the love of God, people, you know, like there's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's just things to consider. So oh, if you call them in March, good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you should like, by all means, you should ask if it's a good time to talk, but maybe ask it in a way that doesn't allow them to say no. Right. There's... And, and we can talk about that a little more or you know there's even books that you can that you can read where it, it teaches you uh, about open-ended questions and and we can talk about that kind of stuff later too uh enthusiasm you know do you sound happy to be at work today you know do you do you sound like you woke up and you're like oh i hate this flipping job like you know like that you don't want that right uh are you courteous are you are you treating the person respectfully uh are you respecting their time um, are you doing information gathering? Are you asking for guidance in identifying and reaching the right person? Um, uh, when you're on the phone with the decision maker, uh, similar things, you know, are, are you making sure it's a good time for the decision maker to take the call? Uh, you know, if an objection's given, did you attempt to overcome it? Did you use your training that you were given? Um, and then you go into information gathering, you know, did you ask the proper qualifying questions for the campaign? You know, for MSPs, it might be, you know, trying to figure out uh, who they're working with now, how many computers, how many servers. If you if you also do VoIP, you might want to know how many phones. So, you know, all that type of stuff. And then you've, you've got a whole list of communication skills. Correct explanation of service, asked relevant questions, built rapport, shows understanding of customer, active listening skills. That's That's a key one. I need, can you teach my kids that? Um, yeah. hey, he's my own kid that <laughs> yeah uh respond with relevant answers uh so and and that goes along with active listening skills you know if you're not paying attention and someone says yeah i really wish uh our 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 msp did our backups better and you're like yeah yeah i know what you mean like you're not paying attention if you're not if you're not saying something to say well we do you know um Client knowledge. Yeah. Make, make sure you have a basic understanding of who you're calling. You know, if you're calling an accounting firm, you know, have, have an understanding of at, at least, you know, maybe how long they've been in business or, or at least what an accounting firm is, you know, something. 
No, that's not what I meant by that line. So that line no? is how do you understand the client you're calling on behalf of? So we oh, have a, okay. we have an elaborate onboarding document. So we, we're okay. in Las Vegas, right? Let's say we're calling into Philadelphia and they want to know the name of the like where are you located, right? Like that's how we got nailed at the beginning as like being identified as a third party outsourced firm. So they're like, oh, where are you located? And we were like, oh, we're at whatever and whatever, but we're mispronouncing the name of the the street because we're not from there, right? So it's not reading Pennsylvania, it's reading Pennsylvania. So if and, we don't you know clarify that, then we okay. sound like idiots and they sound like idiots, right? Like you don't know the name of your own city. Yeah, and, and that's, I, I didn't even think about because yes, you're right. Your client is the MSP, but for us, our, our potential client is the prospect. So yeah, that's a good point. So no, I that. wouldn't do all that. Like if you don't know what an accounting firm is, uh, I think we have bigger problems right now than uh, how are you doing business? <laughs> if you don't need an accounting firm yet, maybe they, maybe you should start there. <laughs> Let's get your accounting um, sorted and then we'll start prospecting. <laughs> okay, good. Um, objection handling, tone and caller reaction. So um, that, I see it is, is interesting. So you want to make sure that you're probably matching their tone in a certain way. And if, if you, you like, you'll, you'll hear in one part of, of, uh, of a call, like, I felt like their reaction to one of the questions was like, Oh man. Yeah. This, this does really stink. What we're, what we're in right now. Like, like you, if, if you pick up on that kind of stuff, you can start to, to use, their tone as almost like you know you're reading them and, and now you can start to use that as as information against them well, as you get better <laughs> at it you can actually change the the way the conversation's going right so it's really mm -hmm. hard so i'm i mean anyone that knows me know like i'm loud i'm aggressive my my style yeah. and other people's styles are probably a little different but if you're talking to somebody whose tone never changes, like if you're talking to somebody who's very monotone, not excitable at all, doesn't get like, like when I'm talking, I get like animated. So when I'm talking to somebody who has zero um, inflection change, you have to, you can't read that, right? Like how do I mirror somebody whose voice is never changing? How do I know when they're interested or not interested? Or So what I, what I try to do in that situation is find a way to, increase their level of energy until they come up to mine. So it might be something like, I don't want to talk about IT anymore right now. Like I'm going to ask them a question about something completely different, something personal, maybe like, what do they like? What do they do? Like, I want them to start talking about something that makes them excited so that they mm -hmm. change their tone and I can tell the difference in their voice between, okay, this is what they sound like when they're, and this is what they sound like when they're engaged and interested. And if I can keep them up here after that question, then you can, like if you can change the pace and the energy of the call to match the call, the way you want it to go, you're going to do way better than if you like try and match their monotone voice. Yeah. 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 That, that's, that's never, you don't want to be talking to somebody like this because then you're going to be very boring for them the whole time. Like you don't want to do that. Like, but the I, opposite is you get two people who are like trying to run the conversation and you end up talking over each other the whole time. So in that situation, I have to check myself because mm -hmm. I shouldn't be talking over my prospect. And you'll see, like I sent you a call that I made, you'll see me talk over the prospect all the time. And I shouldn't be doing that. And it's something I work on all the time. But in those situations was, where they're like, they're up call. here and I'm up here, I have to go down here, right? Like I have to let them 
I have to let them like run the conversation because that's yeah. who they are. Like they're a more dominant person. They're more aggressive. Let them be dominant and aggressive. They can run the call. I can just guide it slowly from the bottom. It's not a big deal. Excellent. So uh, you've also got fully answering their objections uh, and you've got, like you just said, call control, you know, who's dominating the call, leaning or nudging it the right way, correct use of pauses and that the customer is not being misled as all part of communication skills. Um, asking for the meeting and appointment setting, you know, did, did you ask for the meeting and then wait for an affirmative answer? Use of assumptive close for the meeting ask. Um, customer verbally agreed to take a meeting. Customer understands why they're meeting. Uh, and then you're verifying all of their information, email, first, last, title, spelling. Um, and then, and then you, you've, you're asking all the questions on a checklist. You know what? Uh, now this one's saying PSA, RMM, tech employees, but I assume this is for when you're, when you're calling as a vendor yeah. into MSPs. So yeah. you just gotta, you know, if you, you build a checklist and you want to know, you know, how many PCs, servers, whatever, you know. So you, you may have, let me send you before you, and I'll send it to you so you can make it available in your uh, sure. members area. But we have two separate monitoring sheets and it looks like I've sent you the vendor one. So because we do have elaborate, okay. like, did you ask them how many computers they had? Did you ask them what they were doing for this? Did you ask them what, who they were working with? Did you ask them when their contract expires, right? All of those things count. Perfect. Uh, you know, ver verify their phone number. Um, you reference the invite and remind the customer to accept or confirm the calendar invite you're going to send them. I want them to um, accept that while I'm on the phone with them, if possible. Wow. That's awesome. Like, I want to wait until they get it. And then they can't say, oh, I never got that because like now we're now. So now we go through the nuts and bolts of scheduling the appointment, which is the, it, it can be kind of cumbersome. Um, mm -hmm. So while we're doing that, then I start connecting with them. Like they're a real person, like, if they can't take appointments because they drop their kids off at daycare in the morning at nine or whatever, if they're revealing information about themselves, I want to do that as well. I want them to see me as a person, like yeah, not a nameless, nameless blob of a sales rep, but a person whose life is affected if they no show for their appointment, right? Like I'm structuring this around my busy schedule and your busy schedule. I want to make sure that they're hundred percent in. So when the invitation goes out and I'm like, I'm just going to wait with, with you until you get it. That way, when you get it, it'll be on my calendar. It'll be your calendar, his calendar and your calendar. And I mean, not everybody always like, obviously my callers don't always follow every process we've developed and they get counseled on not like, that's why we have that form. Mm -hmm. You even have uh, correct data entry and then correct call status selected. So I imagine you've got some type of CRM mm -hmm. and every every time somebody makes a call, they log the call and then there's a status for every call, you know, me meeting scheduled, uh, left a voicemail, you know, whatever the, the status of, of each call is, they have to correctly log all of that information. So so imagine working for 50 different MSPs at the same time. It can get confusing, right? Like, so any caller probably works for two different MSPs and is backup trained on a couple of other accounts. I want to make sure that uh, when they schedule their appointment, first, we have a quality control process. So that call, once it's scheduled, goes to admin. 
admin reviews the call, makes sure there's no um, disparity between the notes that are in the CRM and the call. So I don't want a caller saying they have 50 computers if what they said was 15, right? Now the, the client feels misled now because we told them we had this 50 seat client, but it was actually 15 or they're like it. fudging it a bit to make their numbers, right? They're like, they're, well, they're, they have 12 computers. No, the minimum is 15. That is not a valid appointment. So we have like a quality control process we have to go through. And it's That's uh, really cool. So when they make an error in the database, and this is more for the vendor side because we used to do pay for performance on the vendor side. So if we lost an appointment because you scheduled it wrong or you put the wrong data in or you scheduled it in the wrong territory, I don't get paid. So the hour you just spent building that call and the mm. hour someone spent vetting it and now all the shit that we have to do to undo your mess, that's expensive. So we actually incentivize our team to not make errors. It's not only about how many appointments do you get. It's like, did you do them right? Because I'm not comping you on an appointment that I had to spend three hours fixing. Good for you. So all of those things you have, you basically do three, two, one, zero. You know, you, you score them. Three is excellent. Zero is it wasn't done. Maybe it wasn't needed. And then one and two are somewhere in between. So yeah. like is with, with all of these things, like, would you say that there's like a, a, are you trying to get people to hit a certain grade? Yeah, we want them to hit a bare minimum of 80%. And okay. they actually, um, they audit each other. So every nice. week our callers are given 10 calls that someone else made and it's random. So they're not like, we can't, we don't ever want like somebody's buddy auditing their calls and mm -hmm. like giving them all fives because they're friends. So we mix it up and they peer audit. And that way, not only can they hear how other people are doing the calling, so they might pick up on something that they never thought of trying before. And it also shows them the flaws, but they might not pick up on ordinarily. And I see you've got the comment section. So I imagine that the comments are designed for constructive criticism, not you're an idiot. Why did you say this? Oh my God, I get called out on that all the time. I, like, I am not great at constructive criticism. <laughs> I once threw a piece of candy at somebody because they kept using the word, like, just. I just, like, I hate that word. That is a useless word. It doesn't need to be in there. You don't just anything. I would like to speak with you. Well, I just want to talk to you about, no, don't use that word. So I she was using it over and over and over again. And then I, like, I had, like, a, I don't know, a chocolate bar in my hand and I hucked it at her. And, uh... I would have been so it happy did, to have chocolate. It missed her though. And it hit the glass on her cubicle in front of her and it scared the living shit out of her. Uh, so oh I try not to like comment on the floor anymore. Like I'll, we'll coach afterwards. <laughs> so, so here's what we're going to do guys. I actually have uh, some calls here that, that Carrie provided me. Um, I'm going to share my screen here and I'm going to make sure I share computer sound. So you are now looking, I, I use Logic Pro on my Mac. Hey, um, so, cool. so Carrie, you, you've gotten um, some type of waiver or whatever from your clients for us to be able to share these. And I've also uh, removed any personally identifying information, whether it's a company name, email, phone, address, any of that type of stuff. Yeah. So for those of you that are freaking out about like legal ramifications, because I actually had somebody like post on Facebook when I when I posted about this webinar, they're like, 
dude, this can't be legal. This, this isn't quality control. This is you just sharing a call. I'm like, no, no, no. We've, we've got our ducks in a row here. Don't worry. Yeah, so. No, I had to, I had to approach the clients and say, Hey, do you, can I do this? Do you mind? Um, and with all the information blurred out, there's no privacy violations. Yes. So I listened to each of these a few times. Uh, we're, we're good with, um, with privacy. I've gotten all that removed here. So, so what we'll do guys is um, we, we may just so everyone's aware, we may run over a little past two, sorry in advance, but I think this is going to be well worth your time. We've got probably 25 to 30 minutes of uh, call audio here that we're just going to listen. We're going to talk about it. I want you to, to, you know, talk about what you're hearing and what you're thinking, feeling, whatever in the chat of zoom and yeah i'm a big girl i can take it yeah so, let's you know. <laughs> let's just as as long as we can have you know uh, a fair adult uh constructive conversation we don't need to start bashing okay um but i i think this is gonna be good so i'm just gonna hit play and, and let's start listening here which one are we doing first um this is actually oh you're not hearing anything one second Uh, this one here is the first call you sent me. Oh, okay. So this was a first call into an account. So we'd never called them before. It was the first time that we approached them. Okay. Thank you for calling. You're hearing this. You may dial nine if you know the person's extension. Press one for scheduling, two for service and warranty, three for customer service, four for accounting and HR, eight for a company directory, or zero for an operator. Good afternoon. May I help you? Hi, it's Carrie Simpson calling from Cyber. I was wondering who I might chat with to provide a quote for IT support. Oh, hold on a second. I'm going to transfer you to Eric. Hold on a minute. This is Eric. Hey, Eric. It's Carrie Simpson calling from. How are you? Fine. I'm sorry, you and I haven't spoken before, and HR transferred me to you when I asked them who I should chat with to provide a quote for IT support. Mm, okay. Uh, are, do you work in the IT department? I, or are you? <laughs> All right, so you have an in-house IT department. Good starting um, point. <laughs> no, actually, we use a managed services company. Okay. Well, we are obviously also a managed services company, and how would we go about presenting our services so that you could side-by-side -side compare and we could potentially win the opportunity to uh, pitch for your business? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Flowers, um, candy. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, I don't really have much on the uh, horizon right now that I'm really working on. You know, so I don't know that there's much of an opportunity. I'm just kind of status quo right now. So, well, let's start. With, who are you working with? Can we start there? Who who provides your third party support? Okay. 
Leaf. He's a good guy. Yes. Um, how long have you been with Oh, um, with, with uh, them in one form or another since 2005. That's a long time. Yeah. A fresh set of eyes would not kill you. Yeah, I, I get it. Um, I'm just really not looking to do anything right now. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I, is there a particular trigger event that you're like, are they doing everything for you or are they supporting you with day-to-day tasks while you take care of things in-house? How does your relationship with them work? Yeah, they're doing pretty much everything. So, um, you know, you asked trigger point, I suppose, is probably uh, the next project, the next, you know, refresh um, servers or something. And I, and I don't have anything on the horizon. Horizon right right now. So, yeah. How many computers are you supporting there? Oh, I've got about forty-ish users. Forty users. How many servers? Uh, two physical servers, um, a terminal server, and then a virtualized, you know. Uh, domain controller with exchange and uh, files and uh, a couple of ERP apps running on so well it sounds like you're happy with the provider that you have currently and that if I'm understanding our conversation you may consider making a change if there's a larger project on the horizon in the future is there an opportunity for us to come in introduce ourselves say hello yeah, I guess what do you what are uh, maybe I'd ask what do you guys services do you guys provide? I think that we provide likely the exact same kinds of services that Mike provides. So we are a managed service provider. We pride ourselves in our service level agreement. So it's a thirty seconds to uh, an answered phone call. We prefer a open relationship versus a single point of contact. So we provide the opportunity for people who require support to call us directly and bypass anybody at your organization. I mean, I'm not sure how to their agreements. Are you in a monthly agreement or are you in an annual agreement or multi-year? Yeah, um, multi-year agreements. Now, I, I just want to pause. Did you guys catch that that little that little change in his voice when he said, Multi-year agree. Like you can tell, he's kind of sad, almost. Like I've been bamboozled into a multi-year agreement, uh, or maybe maybe that's just me. But um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and we're gonna play that again. I want to see if you guys are hearing what I'm hearing. And one of the flaws there is I didn't ask him when their contract was up, so there was a mistake on my call. But you know the cool thing is you know, because you're recording them, you can listen and catch that. And now you can maybe add that to your checklist. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, if you've got a checklist that you're going through with these calls, um, Dave, you're not wrong, man. Uh, but if, if you've got a checklist to go through on these calls, then, you know, it's it's got to be one of those living, breathing things that you're constantly changing. An annual agreement or multi-year yeah, um, multi-year agreements. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the, I mean, apples to apples comparison, we're both highly competent managed service providers that are about the same size that have been around for about the same amount of time. 
is an excellent company. I have nothing bad to say about them. Yeah. However, you've been with them since 2005. It's 2019. <laughs> right. Lots of things have changed since then. Uh, you know, I'm sure that we represent different vendors, that we offer different security solutions. And, and if nothing else, we would be delighted to come in, provide a complimentary assessment, see if there's anything that we could do better or differently. And the answer to that might be nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you mentioned um, your model doesn't, uh, what, did you, what did you call it, open contact, basically. Um, why, why do you guys use that model? Well, it's a, it's a flat rate service. So a managed service should include whether you require one support call or 70 support calls every month. Our bill to you is the exact same. So there's no need to bottleneck having your service requests go through one person when your individual team members, when they need support, could just directly call for support or click a button on their desktop and request support. One of the things that we've noticed is when you have like somebody assigned in your organization that people have to run to every time they have a challenge with their IT, that's wasting an incredible amount of one person's time where they could be you know, applying their skills and talents differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, so real quick, um, I, I see somebody, somebody uh, asked a question, um, you know, what did you call it? O open contact, open-ended. So basically, you're saying that anyone can call your MSP and get help. And he seems interested because he may have that single point of contact type of relationship where maybe he's the one that has to open all of the tickets. And somebody suggested that maybe you should have asked for him to clarify on that. Definitely. Like every call isn't perfect. And that's kind of one of the, mm -hmm. the reasons you audit and Absolutely. And so you think um, I would remember to do everything every time, but I don't. Hey, you know, you, you got a business to run too. If I could do nothing but cold call all day, that's what I do. So, I mean, part of the challenge here, and I see some comments coming in, um, mm -hmm. the company that I'm working with in this city, the competitor that I'm pitching against right now, I am really good friends with. I know their business. I know exactly how they run it. I've known this guy for six years. I know everything about them. I know how big they are. I know what tools they use. The CEO and I go for drinks. Like I'm pitching against a friend of mine. So I don't need That's... to like, yes, I should. If it was a real like um, the incumbent, I know what they offer and I know what they charge and I know how they do it. I know everything. So we know pretty much everything about every MSP in North America because of our vendor calling. But this is a personal relationship. I've been trying to win the business of the guy that I'm pitching against right now. For six years, They've, they're a multi-location MSP, but we're always engaged in the market that they want. Whenever they they try one of our competitors, they come back and they're like, hey, can we work with you? Like, no, sorry, I already sold your market again. So we just know them really well. So normally, yes, I would clarify that. But in this case, since I knew them already, I didn't. So maybe it's and not that's, a great example. But but that's fair. I mean, it's it's also good to see what it's like when you when you already know exactly who you're pitching against you know because we important. will will likely know some of the the competitors that we go up against in our own local areas so 
you know, you would like to think as, as you do this more and more and, and uh, quote uh, prospects that are already working with one of your competitors, eventually you're going to learn more and more about your competition's processes. And, and yeah, that's everything. the whole point of gathering that data, right? Like if you identify, mm -hmm. like in this case, I know how they're, how they work, which is why I'm asking the questions that I am. You should know that too. Mm -hmm. So if you know that one of your competitors onboards like crap, like their, their onboarding process is scattered and garbage, the first thing that I would ask on any company that identified that they were working with that company would be like, oh, how is your onboarding? Right? Like, I'm going to go right for the kill there. Like, I know where they fall down. So the more calls <laughs> you make, the more data you gather, the more you should be able to pitch against everyone in your market and aggregate that data into battle cards. If they're working with Joe's IT, we know that Joe's IT is great for about two months and we know that they just lost one of their biggest techs and everybody's service is about to go to hell. Excellent. All right, let's pop back in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I, get it. I would be more than happy to set up a 30 minute meeting between yourselves and you know one of our team members. Have a chat. Yeah. If there's anything you like about us that perhaps you're not getting from Leaf and his team, and sure. we'll go from there. I, I think what I'd like to do is let's just maybe um, kick that opportunity down the road a few months. All right. Let's just say maybe th three months or something down the road, and then and then possibly we can talk. A little All bit right. See if that's if that's a good time to uh, continue the conversation. All right. Can I email you all of my contact information then? And sure. if something happens before, then reach out to me. And otherwise, obviously, I will follow up with you. Like a, uh, I couldn't think of a, like a good analogy there. <laughs> okay. I got to no think problem. on that so that I can use it better next time. <laughs> like, uh, no, I don't like that one either. No. All right, let's just move on. Move on. Yep. It's getting awkward. <laughs> it's all right. All right. What is your email address? So it's e. That's all one word. Uh, okay. And spelling your first name? All right. And your title? Um, yeah. <laughs> I wear that guy? Yeah. That guy I called on Monday? Just call me manager. That works. <laughs> <laughs> manager. <laughs> All right. Well, I will uh, get that email out to you, and I will follow up with you in a couple of months, and we'll look forward to having a longer conversation at that time. What I'd like to do at that time is likely bring in somebody far more technical than myself. I mean, you kind of lost me at virtualized domain controller, so that's like yeah. the extent of my pay grade. <laughs> so. Okay, no problem. Uh, all right, so thanks for your time. I hope you have a great week. And you too. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye. Boom. So, so you know, you, you didn't you didn't get like the the win, so to speak. Um, you know, you, you didn't get to, to like schedule a proper meeting or appointment or whatever, but, um, Don, Don wants to know if you ever figured it out fit like, a <laughs> Oh, I, uh, so I, so like the reason I do stuff like that is when I, so when I'm calling, when I do like, if I, if I send an email, my team doesn't do this, they have automated templates that they have to push a button and send. But what I'll do is link the conversation back to that because he's going to remember that. 
Right. So I started my email when I sent it to him as well. I still haven't thought of anything clever to say. So here's the 10 minutes feel on what we do and why we're, you know, and then I like bullet point here are the things that we talked about. Here's what you expressed interest in. So and so. So what I wanted to do at the end there when we started saying like, hey, what I'd really like to do here is bring in someone else. What I was hoping I'd be able to do there is get a commitment for them to actually have a conversation on the phone with my client as opposed to schedule another call with me in three months. But got it. That makes sense. I think that like the best takeaway here is that nobody wants to talk to a robot. And like at no time in that call, somebody said, oh, he couldn't get wait to get, wait to get off that call. But I didn't get that feeling from him at all. And I've made thousands of calls. Right? Like when somebody wants to get off the phone, I just let them off the phone. I don't need to do that to them. So this this next does does anyone else have uh yeah, comedians call it a callback. And that's and that's essentially what you're doing. So I mean you 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 did I think you did fantastic there. I mean, yes, there were a few questions that we feel like you could have asked to get more clarification, but it also on that flip side, you already knew the answers to those questions because you know who they're working with inside and out. Yeah. But I mean, my caller wouldn't know that. Like they wouldn't know why, you know, this company is better than that company or like, I know what vendors my client supports and I know what vendors their competitor is supporting. I know. So when on the follow-up email, I was able to like clearly identify some significant differences between the businesses and I mean, I think we'll get the opportunity to put them in front of our client within the next quarter. But I don't think they'll close the deal until it's time for their contract to renew. So regardless of what happens on that meeting, if they're not done in their contract, they are not going to, nobody's going to switch. Yeah. So um, we have a second call here. Now this call, you, you said like this is, what was it, like the 10th call or something? So I believe, I think we're like 10 calls and three emails into trying to get this appointment. We've been working on this one since, I want to say October or November of last year. And there are some calls, like there's some leads we've been working for two years, right? But this one's, a, it took us November, December, January, you know, four or five months from initial call to actually scheduling the appointment. So this is the last call in the series where the call you just listened to was the first call in. So sometimes you get lucky, you get to talk to someone the first time you dial in. On this one, we've been working it forever. Got it. So I'm gonna go ahead and hit play now. And uh, don't, uh, you guys probably see there's a lot of these like little lines here. Every time there's one of these lines, that's when I had to cut something out. So if anyone needs me to clarify on what we're missing, uh, missing. I saw someone say, I swear I saw someone write listening. If anyone needs me to clarify on what we're missing, um, just just pop it into the chat. This is Amy. Yes, Amy. Hi. Uh, Danette had asked me to call her back again around this time. Uh, is she available? Oh, sure. I'll change through back one moment, please. Certainly. Thank you. So Terry, he had called in changed. earlier. <laughs> this is a different caller. <laughs> Good afternoon. Danette speaking. Oh, Danette, hi. It's Ashley Battelle calling again from... Thanks for calling back. No problem at all. No, it's my pleasure. Is this a better time for us to chat? Sure. Oh, excellent. I don't know if you recall we had a discussion about uh, mid-January with regards to our managed services, and 
you had indicated that you would be open to having a potential discussion with my representative around this time frame uh, in advance of your March-April uh, kind of budget uh, meeting with the committee. Okay. Uh, now, is there a particular time that would be best for you to set that meeting up? Who's the representative? <laughs> uh, well, actually, that would depend on when the uh, oh, meeting okay. would be scheduled. Okay. Yes. Um, He's just waiting for an answer. Yeah, he doesn't add anything. Next in. week, Wednesday before 10, or Thursday before 11. I'm just going to check here. So it's next okay. week, Wednesday okay. before 10. Yeah, the 6th, or before 11 on the 7th. Okay. Um, now, would, let's say, 9 a.m. Uh, on the 7th work for you then? Yes. Excellent. All right, so let's uh, mark that down there for Thursday, March 7th. Yeah. At 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. I'm fairly confident the rep might be uh, Abe as for. I'll, I'll double-check that, though, and we'll make sure to have that on the invitation for you. Okay. Excellent. Now, in terms of the invitation, uh, what would be the best email address of which to send that to, Danette? Okay, so just to confirm there, that's d.org. That's me. Excellent. That's a really short And, and the best phone number to reach you at, Danette, uh, should number. we be going to the... Yeah. Yes, because I, I called... Yes, I was going to say, I called that... That's, that's yeah. the best number? Yeah, that Excellent. is. Okay, Amy, Amy's been very kind at transferring uh, myself here when I asked for you, so yeah, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure it'll be the same uh, situation then on Thursday, uh, the 7th. So, uh, now, just to confirm a couple of items here. Uh, in terms of the physical address at which they would be meeting you, uh, what would be the best address uh, for that purpose? Okay, and that's in same. Yeah, the suburb is closed. Uh-huh. Excellent. Do you happen to know the zip offhand, or? No. Oh, that, that's fine. I can always uh, check that out. No, I'll have a soon. Just look on our website. Absolutely, that's not a problem at all. Uh, now, I also did want to check with you just to reconfirm uh, some items here. So, the, the number of computers that you have at your facility. Mm -hmm. um, I would say between 25 and 30. 25 and 30. Uh, do you happen to know the number of servers as well? Just one server. One server, is that a physical server or is physical that a virtual? Server here. No. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't quite hear that. It's a, what did you ask? Whether it's a physical server or a virtual server? Physical right now. Physical right now. Okay, excellent. Um, now, in terms of the age of the equipment, do you happen to know that offhand? Or um, like anywhere from brand new to uh, needs to be replaced. Okay, so perfect. All right, excellent. Uh, and you're currently working with an external provider, is that correct? We're working with, yeah, we're working with a... a I feel like she's about to say it, and I didn't cut it out, but I should have cut it out. So now I'm nervous. <laughs> but I've cut it out here. Uh, well, I don't think like the the name. There's only a couple of. I had to research the name of the competitor uh, when I was when listening to the call, and I couldn't find them. 
there are a couple of companies with the exact same name. So I don't like, I feel like you could play this because their name is pretty common and there's multiple instances of companies with this name in different states all over North America. So go for it. Just as needed IT company. Oh, okay, good. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do, do you mind if I ask the name of that company or? Um, I just drew a blank, but let me, oh, here we go. Services. Yeah, you, it looks like you. Okay, perfect. Uh, and services. As you on an as-needed basis, there, there is no, let's say, contract in place for that, or is no. there some kind of framework? No? Okay, no. perfect. All right. Um, now, let's say, for example, um, in terms of the agenda items that you'd like to have in this meeting, uh, let's say if you say the top three agenda items, uh, anything particular that comes to mind? Um, backup. Okay. Uh, maintenance. And service for problems. Okay, perfect. And, and I meant to ask Annette, uh, I don't know if we discussed this last time, but uh, do you currently use, let's say, a, a PBX or a, like a traditional landline for your phone system, or do you use a voice over internet protocol? You know, I, uh, I have no idea. Being so new to the job, all I know is that we own our phone system, and we're going yes. to have to switch to something because the equipment's going... So is that something you're... That, that right there, like... That's boom. the money. That's, yeah. Like yeah. We, we got 25 phones and we're replacing all of them and our client does that. So, boom. Easy, easy win right there. That's going... So <laughs> is that something your company does is phone systems? And I'm, I'm start, I will be starting at the beginning of that conversation. Oh, excellent. No, I can certainly mention that to the representative there because we, we do uh, offer some things in that regard. So I'll make sure he raises that with you in the meeting okay, in case there's some help with mission. Oh, excellent. Um, I think that should pretty well cover everything. Well, actually, just to make sure, certainly formal name of the facility is... That's correct. Okay, excellent. And your formal title is administrator, correct? Correct. Okay, excellent. I think I should have everything here, Jeanette. So uh, we'll get that invitation out to you. I, I should mention, if it doesn't go out today, it would go out tomorrow. Uh, but we'll definitely have that out to you. And uh, actually, in fact, I can let you know the email address from which that will arrive. Okay. So you can look for it. It's .com. Okay, perfect. Excellent. So as I say, it might not go out today, but it would definitely go out tomorrow. And uh, as I say, we certainly hope to uh, certainly look forward to speaking with you on March 7th at 9 o'clock. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Danette. You've been very, very kind. Yep. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. So, now, I'll be honest. I That whole call, I couldn't understand her name. Annette. Okay. I was hearing Dinette. Or maybe Dinette. Danette? Annette? Eh, whatever. I so don't have to go on the meeting. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Um, so, so I, I, I'm, I feel a lot better already because... Technically, I, 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 I left the word solutions just so that way you guys would understand that the company name was there. Uh, but I, I did <laughs> thankfully cut the company name out. Oosh. So, um, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of good comments here. Uh, you know, everyone's guessing who the MSP was. Uh, we were pretty you guys sure. You don't even Contoso. know what city they're in. You can't. Yeah, we're, it's, we're pretty sure it was Contoso, though. Carrie, so Contoso, it's an inside joke for us nerds. Contoso ah. is is the, um, I'll, I'll call it like the, 
the filler dummy company name that Microsoft uses on everything. So whenever Microsoft is, is building like a, a how-to video for, for Office 365, they're doing it for their customer Contoso. <laughs> so we have one of those as well, like a pretend MSP for training purposes when we're doing role-playing and we call it mediocrity. <laughs> like mediocreit.com. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh, I love it. So um, this, I, I feel like this was good. I mean, you you got clarification on on all of the information that it sounds like um, it, it sounds like uh, uh, you already had it. And yeah, you, we were like what. 13 interactions into this relationship with this prospect to get to this point. So we'd already gathered a lot of the information that he's confirming, but it's really important, especially if you're doing it for a third party, that all of that gets verified so that they understand, like, I don't want to send my clients out on tire kicking appointments where they're not actually interested in buying anything. So here at the end of the call, what I want is them clearly stating, you could see like, Clearly state, what are your priorities for this meeting? What do you want to talk about? Like, we're coming in to talk about replacing your current IT support provider. So she stated clearly, backup, support. I don't remember what the third thing was, but we always ask for three things and we ask them to prioritize it so that our sales rep, or not our sales rep, the, the client sales rep can go in and start from the place where the person has indicated they're having the most problems. And then they open up that whole phone thing, which they had never mentioned before. So I went back and looked at the calls to see if we knew anything about yep. their phone system and we didn't. So they've, now they've got this other opportunity that just got revealed on that just by having a conversation about, Hey, what's important to you? And then ask about the phones and boom, now we know what's really important to them. So you should go in. And the only thing you talk about when you go in for your first meeting is their phone system. You don't have to overwhelm them with everything you sell all at once. Go in, have that conversation. That sounds like an easy win. And, and that's then, what I was going to say. Go in and get that easy win. Land and expand. Mm -hmm. So Ed, Ed asked a two-part question. Um, but but one it? of the parts here is, um, are your customers, the MSPs, able to listen to the re these recordings? No. Okay. So everything is... So I had to get permission from the company we called and the company we called on behalf of. So I had to call into yeah. the company that we had like these calls that are cleared. I had to call the company and say, we'd like to use this. Are you okay with that? We're blurring out all identifying information. And they had to say yes. Got it. Um, and then he also wants to know, and I have, he wants to know if the sales calls recorded in single party states. But I don't even know that what you is know. What is that, a lawyer? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I don't know how to answer that. Um, Ohio's well, a single party well, state. Ohio. I mean, it really I'm so it really depends on where the calls originate from and where they are made into. Yeah, really. Um, or <laughs> just if you have a problem with us and you want to get us in trouble, just like fucking call someone, you know? <laughs> Let's just get it right out in the open. Hey, Carrie, fuck you. <laughs> oh, my oh, sorry. Oh. So, 
So, and I, and I think Joel is right. I was, I wanted to say this, but I, I truly don't know. None of us are attorneys. We're all IT people. I have an one... attorney. He's very oh. expensive. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> you, you should be able to record whatever you want. It's just not admissible. <laughs> well, and that's uh, true. So I can use all call recordings for um, quality control in my business and training purposes. I do not have to announce that I'm recording calls. There are a few states where you do and they play a really annoying beeping noise while you're making the call. Like uh, Massachusetts is a state like that. If you call into Massachusetts, you have to go bing, bing, bing on any call that's being recorded. It's super annoying. So we don't work there. So, so Shiva asked a really good question. What happens if they're just ready to buy on your call? Uh, well, we can't, what, how would they be ready you're, to you're, buy? Like you, we can't well. sell them anything. <laughs> great, like it's great if they're in the market, right? If they're like ready to go, great. We set up the appointment. Someone goes in and meets with them, but yeah. you can't, like, how would you sell a managed service contract knowing absolutely nothing about their environment or the company, right? On a one call, you don't have a relationship with that. Do you even know if you want to work with them, right? Like, no, there are clients that I talk to. Like, people call us all the time and want to work with us. Or I prospect that they want to work with us. But it becomes evident during the course of the conversation or the course of several conversations that they won't be a fit for our business. And and I I am more uh, in line with like your approach, Carrie. Um, I hope it's okay that I refer to him. There's there's this guy Texas Tim, uh, and he's like the founder of the Twenty and yeah, and I love him. That one that one phone company. Like he he does a lot of things in the in the channel. He's a he's a really cool guy. Like he talks about like first phone call, you know, getting the the contract signed, never even going into the place. And that scares me because I don't want to work with everyone, um, you know, and then there's, then there's the other guys. And I don't know that Tim is this other guy, but then there's the other guys that are like, you know, as long as they sign my contract, I don't care because now, now, now they're stuck with me. And uh, you know, as long as they pay me, I'll, I'll do whatever they want. So. Um, but not even like, if you think about that, that's not what you want on your client roster. Client churn is super expensive. So if you're signing mm -hmm. business that isn't a good fit, you're hurting your business from the very beginning. So you want to know, is this going to align with what we want to be doing? Right? Like that's what we do when an MSP calls and wants to work with us. First of all, I want to know, is this a company that can, first, can they close deals? Right? Because what yeah. companies want from me is sales. They think that they're like, they're buying appointments, but in the back of their mind, they're buying sales. Right. That's what they, they think they're buying. They, they think they're they're going to walk in and just get a contract signed. But what right. they still, they still need to go sell it. Like Correct. all you've done is all you've done is opened the door. And thank you, Ernest. I honestly I, I've heard his his story once at a conference. You know, he got to speak for 20, 30 minutes. So I I, I didn't remember that accurately. So a accurately just like my speaking. I mean, you um, cannot argue with Tim's success. Like he's kind of like me, either you like, awesome. either you love Tim or you're like, he's a bit much, right? Like he's, that's just who he is. It's his personality. And he's, you can't argue with his success. Watch the, like the 20th skyrocket in the last couple of years. They're doing awesome. I know, I know a couple guys that are, that are in the 20. Um, it seems like they're both doing really well for themselves. Peer right? groups will change your business. Like when mm -hmm. I joined EO, I, like it completely changed how I looked at how I was running my company. I like had companies that were 
making $50 million a year, people that had already exited and made hundreds of millions of dollars and started new businesses. So what I get from my peer relationships, it's phenomenal. I would love to join a call center peer group. I haven't found one yet. <laughs> so um, I, I, have a, I have a special surprise for everybody here. No. So, so Carrie, Carrie sent me a call that um, she didn't actually listen to yet. Uh, so, so this is going to be fun for everybody because we get to watch her face as, oh my God. She, I know. as she maybe cringes fun. through the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> so just like a little bit of background. Um, when we started talking about doing this, um, webinar, Steve was like, I'm just going to live call. Do you mind criticizing me? And I'm like, hell, I'll criticize you all day long. Um, <laughs> but the odds on you, don't, you, you don't even have to live. call people for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just email you. <laughs> Criticism as a service. That's yes. my thing. Um, so I sent him, like, I, I made a, a couple of calls. and Like, I made calls until I got a call that I thought was a good call to play, which was the first one. And then I went through some call recordings and found one that I thought, like, a win that we'd had recently that I thought would be good to play. And then this one, um, this is a brand new caller. So he's worked for me for, this is his third week. So he was in classroom training week one, shadow training and role play training week two. So this, this call is on his fourth day of live dialing by himself. Um, I wasn't in the office yesterday when he got the meeting. So I haven't heard it. It could be the worst call in the world. It could be the best call in the world, but I know that it ends in an appointment. So the only thing I know about this call is that it's like 12 minutes long and he gets an appointment at the end. It's not the worst call in the world if it. Oh ends yeah, you've listened to it. <laughs> if if it ends in an appointment, it's not the worst call in the world. I've already told you the worst call in the world. It's when I did my calling years ago. Uh, Hi, is now a good time to talk? No, sorry to bother you and hang up. And that's the worst call in the world because that <laughs> grow a spine, Steve. Like, um, so let's let's play this one and then. Um, yeah, I think we're already an hour in, so I apologize, yeah. guys. You need to hop off the call. Sorry we took up so much of your time. If you want to keep listening and, you know, maybe spare me the embarrassment of listening to this terrible call, <laughs> I'm cool with that, too. <laughs> no, yeah, it's going to be a great call. call. It's going to be a great call. Let's listen. It's, it's, I, it's not bad. Jesse, how can I help you? Hey, Jesse. Is Patty Richards available? Uh, no, she is not. How can I help you? My name is Brenner. I'm with. A, I'm calling to speak with somebody regarding your IT environment. I'm okay. Bear with me one moment. Sure. We'll be right with you. Good morning, this is Mario. May I help you? Hey, Mario. My name is Brenner. I'm with. A, how are you doing this morning? Good. Thank you. Good. Hey, are, would you be the uh, decision maker when it comes to IT services and all that? Yep. Okay, fantastic. Uh, what is your position there? Uh, I am the controller. Okay, great. Uh, so a reason for my call is just wanted to discuss with you your, your current IT environment. Um, our, I just wanted to see if you were like the in-house IT guy. Uh, we, no, we have a, a consulting company that takes care of that for us. Okay, so you, so you currently outsource? We do outsource most of it. I do some of it, but most of the, the high-end stuff, the, you know, putting up firewalls and uh, making sure everything is running, things like that, uh, we farm that out and uh, with our online backups and stuff like that, too. 
Okay, awesome. Now, um, now, so they, are you under contract with them by chance? Uh, we were, but we're past the time frame on the contract, so we're now just going month to month. Okay. Um, do you have any problems, or do you, you know, with your current service? Nope, not Anything really. Anything that could be better? Seems to be going very well. Okay. <laughs> All right. The reason why I'm asking is because I just want to. We're a local company. Um, you know, we're we're here in Orlando, um, and I just basically wanted to uh, schedule a time to meet with you, like basically a free consultation, a uh, 30 to 60 minute meeting, um, to just go over who we are, just in case if you need anything or if you, um, you know, want some different services, then well, maybe there's something that um, we could provide that you're not currently getting. Uh, well, do you uh, manage uh, like Office 365 in the cloud? Yes. Because they do that for us too, uh, with our new employees and our terminations, and you know, do all that sort of stuff too. And of course, they you know they set it all up and they charge us whatever the going rates are and and whatnot for the number of users we have and whatnot. So this is part of the, what they charge us on a monthly basis is or you know maintaining it and whatnot. Right, but it's it, but uh, do they do they charge you additional for projects and stuff like that? Yeah, well, if we have a major project, yes. For a minor little project, no, 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 no. no. Like adding like uh, an employee quits and we have to add a new one. No, they don't charge you for that. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, it sounds like that. I mean, that we might be able to interest you because we have ours in the thing, and it might be actually, it might overall be cheaper um, on you guys, especially if you guys aren't even, um, if you guys aren't in a contract right now. It would just like it would be nice to get our business card uh, in your hands, and best way to do that is just by you know coming there to introduce ourselves, and which I mentioned is that you know uh, thirty to sixty minute uh, free consultation, just introducing who we are. Gotcha, gotcha. Would you be the decision maker regarding that? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, if, that, if that's the case, do you think that uh, we could we could schedule a meeting? Uh, well, later on in the month, we're getting ready to you know close the month, and I got to get you know uh, financials ready and stuff like that. So yeah, towards the end of the second week, we could probably get together. Okay. Second week yeah, in March. Talking about. You said the week of March. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I got. You're talking about the month of months, okay? Because I do. I mean, you're probably not. Well, I don't know what your schedule. I'm sorry. I just, I just, I just need a second. Yeah, March. Wait, you're you're talking about March, right? Well, I don't know that he realized that he was so close to the end of February. Like I, I did this for this webinar. Like when you said, "Hey, will you do this?" I'm like, "Yeah, no problem." And in my mind, it was like February 12th or 10th, and it was actually February like 22nd. And this webinar was on the twenty eighth. It's just. I did say, "What are you doing Thursday?" <laughs> <laughs> I I think we put together something pretty good for four days. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I got you. You're talking about the month of months. Okay, because I do. I mean, you're probably not. Well, I don't know what your schedule looks like, but um, I do have um next week available just in case that you're interested in that. No, I would not be. No. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> no, it would be uh, the week of March the 11th, towards the okay. end of the week, the 14th. Gotcha. Okay. Actually, I do have that available. I'm not available uh, on Thursday, um, but I do have um, Monday the 11th available, um, and I also have um, uh, Tuesday the 12th in the morning or 13th, which is Wednesday in the afternoon. Yeah. 
nothing on Thursday or Friday? I got Friday afternoon. Uh, we get to the Friday calendar then. Uh, Friday would work, then the 15th, that would work. Yeah, okay. March. Friday, March 15th. Okay, I can send you, I can try to do that. Would, uh, would, uh, 1 o'clock or 3 o'clock be better for you? Uh, 3 o'clock would be better. Uh, 3 p.m., okay. All right, let me confirm all your information real quick, because, uh, right now I have, uh, is that correct? That is correct, yes. Correct. Okay, what's your, what's your last name, Mario? Okay, once again, my name's Brenner. Um, who I'm saying, who, who's going to be meeting with you um, Friday the 15th is going to be my boss, John Kramer. Uh, he's been with the company since uh, 2002, actually. That's how, how long we've been around. Uh, we're coming from... Okay. <laughs> What's the name of uh-huh. the Okay, so I have you down for uh, 3 o'clock on the 15th. That's correct. And, and just a real quick question. How many computers or PCs do you guys work with over there? You didn't there? even qualify uh, at the beginning of the call. Have, I don't know, 13, 14 PCs. Okay. Do you guys have, like, you know, any mobile stuff that you guys use, like oh, tablets yeah, or? We, we have uh, uh, all of our salesmen use uh, iPads out in the field. There was four of those. Um, all of our technicians uh, have a smartphone application, so they actually run off a smartphone their application. Okay. That's good to know. Uh, do, would you happen to know the approximate number of phones that you guys use? Uh, there's 22 technicians. 22 technicians, okay. Uh, let's see here. And then what was your title of the company? The controller. Controller. Okay. All right, and is this the best number to get a hold of you, or do you have a better number as well? Uh, that still rings into our corporate office. Uh, they, they were talking so about phone numbers for a minute there. There's a bunch of phone numbers that we have all ringing into our corporate office, so that number's fine. That number's fine? Yes. Yeah. And what's your extension? I don't really have one because we always have a live person answering the phones. Uh, we don't okay, like, uh, our owners do not like that robotic type of stuff, so we will always have right. a live person answering the phone. Okay. Understandable. So I verified your ad- address and phone number, uh, job title. Okay, let me get your email address. Correct. Okay. All right, so I got the 15th in the afternoon, 3 p.m. Uh, we'll call you when we're on our way, so that way we do that and we can confirm. And obviously, I'm going to send you an email regarding all this. Um, is there going to be somebody else that's going to be meeting with us, with, with John as well, or is it just going to be uh, you? All right, fantastic. All right, that was all the information I needed. My, my, let, me give me, let me give you uh, my, phone, my name and phone number just in case you have any questions or need anything. Go ahead. Okay, my phone number is going to be... Okay. All right, and just is just a topics of discussion, so I can let John know. Is there anything, any specifics that uh, that you that you would need, or like that you would want to talk about, or that's something that interests you? No, mm-hmm. nothing that comes off the nothing off the top of my head. No. Okay. All right. Well, I thought I'd at least ask this to figure out some some pain points or whatever else. But all right. Well, thank you so much for your time. I, I do appreciate it. We're all I got it here set up for uh, March the fifteenth at three p.m. And I'll send you an email to confirm. If you have any questions, you have my phone number. Gotcha. Thank you. Very oh, much. and then let me. Do you want the web our website as well? I can find you guys. <laughs> okay. Fantastic.
See you, bye. All right, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. You have a great day. You know what? I can live with this, but <laughs> so when someone schedules their first appointment, right? Like this is the first appointment he's ever scheduled for our company. So even if it's the worst appointment in the entire world, we're not going to shit all over it, right? Like we're going to like, wait, like everyone's going to clap. It's going to be awesome. We'll audit it later. We'll come back. We'll say, hey, you could have done this. You could have tried this differently. And this guy actually scheduled another call on another appointment after this one. So on his fourth day of calling, he got two appointments. The record holder for the most number of appointments scheduled in a single day here is, uh, I want to say seven. And it was, they were scheduled by Tracy who wandered in earlier. So this like from maybe for your company, this would be qualified. Yeah. Or Risco. Yeah. Um, If so for your business, this might be an okay call. If you had made it and you had made the decision to go out and meet with them for us, if I send this over to a client, I mean, which we're going to do because it's his first thing, but we're going to talk to the client first and you know, like we'll decide whether or not they want to take it based on the information that we have on hand. So before we calendar this one, I'm going to call the client. I'm going to say, hey, this is what went down. Uh, but why we wouldn't send this over to like why we wouldn't calendar this, like it would go to quality control, quality control would kick it back saying, no, you can't put you can't calendar that. And that's because there's no pain points. Like there's zero, like he's a, he mentioned nothing that he was interested in talking about. So if you're booking for a, an IT company uh, where the principal is still the primary sales rep, right? Like, so if I'm booking appointments for Steve Taylor's IT company and Steve Taylor has to go on that meeting, well, is Steve going to spend an hour prepping for a meeting, an hour driving to a meeting, an hour at the meeting, an hour driving back from the meeting, an hour prepping for the follow-up? From the, like, that's a full day of nonsense, right? Like, that's a full day that you're now spending on a meeting where they haven't even been able to clearly identify whether or not there's something they want to talk about. Like Mario was a cool guy. And I think that for his time in the, um, in the business, like this, this was a good call for somebody on day four. So we're going to like walk him back and talk him through the, so if that, if you look at the call audit form, right? Like there's some things that we're going to have to coach him to. But to have the, like, just to get on the phone, right? Get on, like, to be able to get on the phone and be brave enough to, like, like, he's never made, he's never been a telemarketer before. He knows nothing about managed services. He's been working with us for two weeks and he's live dialing after his training sessions. So it's awesome. So uh, let's see. All right. So we are 16 minutes over. Um, I just want to see, does anyone have, oh, I see one question in the Q&A section here. Do you find calling right before going to the meeting gets more meetings canceled or rescheduled as opposed to just showing up for the scheduled meeting? So here's the problem with that for us. For us, we call and confirm the day before because if our client drives across town to a meeting that nobody's at, like we're done, right? Like if we're scheduling garbage, we're going to get called out for that. So you've got two choices. You can go and if you have a sales rep, especially like if you're building a referral network of your sales rep should go to the meeting and he doesn't need to confirm it beforehand. And if they're not there, hmm, well, he's, his time is not as valuable as your time, right? If you're, the, if you're the business owner, you can't go on a meeting that they'd rather not be having. So that final call in to confirm gives them the opportunity 
to um <laughs> don i'm calling you after this i'm just like we're going to chat um so if there <laughs> lost my train of thought don don if i don says if i call you from a submarine cruising the surface of the ocean in international waters over a satellite phone don't you have to tell me you're recording <laughs> that's that's what made carrie lose it yeah no i was like oh my god you guys are terrible um so anyway this call while there was a meeting scheduled i would not consider to be a qualified appointment so if quality control passes that through now i've got to go counsel two people i've got to go coach my caller and i've got to go coach quality control because so again first meeting and she'll know that as well so the person that runs quality control also knows this is his first meeting so we will be far more lenient on this because we want we like we want them to feel confident and successful we're not going to take them and go like that was terrible don't do that stop doing that if you've been with me for five years and you made that call i'd be like throwing sh things at you across the floor like what you're qualifying after booking the appointment, what's wrong with you? Right? Get qualified at the beginning of the call. You're not spending 10 minutes talking to someone who's got four computers, come on. But there's like, I don't know, there's just something awesome about the first meeting being booked. Like there's a moment where you go from like, this is really hard and I'm never gonna get it. And this doesn't work and your ideas are bad and your scripts are garbage, right? Like that's what's going on in the caller's mind at the beginning mm -hmm. when they first start. Like they go through two weeks of solid like, do this, don't do this, do this, don't do this. And people are kind of like, this is never going to work, right? But we've been doing it for a long time. We know it works now. And so to watch them when they get their first appointment go from like, this is never going to work to, oh, oh. And so when they get nervous like that at the end, they're worried about losing the appointment because anything can happen between, yeah, that sounds like a, okay, yeah, sure, we'll meet and the end, right? Like you've still got to get it calendared after they say yes. And you could still lose it in that part of the process. You could like, we train people to be very, very quiet, right? Like you ask the question and then stop talking. Don't talk yourself out of the meeting. You lose mm -hmm. more, you lose more meetings filling up space with noise than in any other place in the call. So if people are quiet, let them be quiet. Let them look at their calendar, give them as much time as they need. Excellent. So I know that uh, when we first scheduled this, Carrie, um, you said let's let's toss in uh, a little, you know, giveaway at the end to one one lucky contestant, if you will. Duh, um, but not Don, and not that guy that keeps bugging me about <clears throat> pulling party calling states. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so just... what I'm what I'm doing right now actually is I am uh, I'm just filling out this thing. It's it's a random name picker. Don, I would talk to you for an hour for free anyway. Just call me. There you go. That's that's even better than winning something because now you know you can just call her anytime and talk to her. It doesn't mean she's going to give you any. Uh, uh, I've known Don for anything. a long time. She's she's not going to give you anything useful, but she'll talk to you. <laughs> Counter advice. Here's oh what you boy. Do. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> dial 911 and ask to be transferred to Carrie. Says Eric. they'll know who you're talking about. <laughs> wow. 911 and I are pretty close. <laughs> All right. So, 
Carrie, can can you explain um, what exactly are, are we giving away? It's like an hour or something. Yeah. So if uh, anybody is interested, uh, I do a lot of cold calling consulting, um, everything from helping companies set up their PSAs for better prospecting, right through to if you got a if you got a prospect that you've been trying to get signed and you can't figure out what you're doing wrong, I'm happy to analyze that with you. Like whatever you need, I'm happy to spend an hour just talking it out with you. Appreciate your time here. And I, um, we actually have a, a training program. We have, it's on demand, um, the, three different training programs. And one of them teaches you how to make cold calls, you or your sales team. One of them is a how to hire a telemarketer program. And the other one is how to convert cold appointments into actual sales. So I am happy to offer anybody on the webinar today a discount on that. Uh, you can have $500, you have to buy it today. And other than that, one person gets an hour of consulting. All right. So, you know, the, I, I love that this is going to randomly pick a name, but it doesn't, it, you know, there's, there's no like flash or, or show or drum roll or anything with it. I'm going to click this button and in less than a, a split second, it's going to just pick one of these names. So, uh, I, you know, it, I just feel like there's no excitement building, which da, is why da, I'm just going to sit here and talk about it and make you guys go, will you just click the button already? Here we go. <laughs> I'm going to click the button already. Matt, Matt R. R. Come on down. You, you are the lucky winner. So Matt, if, uh, if you could send, um, if you click in the chat, you can send a message where it says two and you can choose all panelists. Um, and if you want to just send Carrie like your, your email address. And then what I can also do is I can, I can give Carrie, I can give Carrie your email address from your registration. Uh, and I can also give you Carrie's email address and, and kind of put you in touch and you 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 win an hour of Carrie's time. She's she's gonna give you a, a nice little consultation on, you know, calling. So enjoy that. Um, all right. Does anyone have any other questions? I know that we're we're over. I thank you guys for for still being here, still paying attention. Is there anything else that we can answer for you guys? I think we're good. Oh. Uh, Somebody wants Carrie to fix their auto task. You can do that, right? Can anybody oh. do that? Uh. <laughs> that was a low blow. Yeah, connect, Shiva says ConnectWise can fix your auto task for you, Ron. So, um, when you, so the only thing that I can do with auto task, if you, unless, I mean, I can connect you to the people that I know at auto task that are experts in, you know, developing auto task, or I can teach you how to create a process in auto task that will help you prospect more efficiently because PSAs weren't built to be CRMs, right? ConnectWise no. wasn't, Autotask wasn't, you know, or Datotask or what it's, um, both of them are, like if I had to choose an interface, I would choose Autotask over ConnectWise for prospecting, period. It's just a much nicer interface. It's more user-friendly. It's easier to customize. It's easier to upload information into. But I mean, the problem with, problem with all PSAs is they weren't built for cold calling or prospecting. They were built to run tickets through. If you've made an investment in a PSA, and I know I'm going way over guys, but 
if you've made an investment in a PSA software tool, use 100% of it before you add another tool to your toolbox, right? You can prospect in Autotask. You just have to make it work with you and not against you. You can prospect and connect wise. And what that gives you is a total life cycle from first phone call to offboard of everything that happened with that client. And that's why I like keeping it all in one place. I like Honey. I've actually, uh, I've demoed that. It looks good. But again, why use two tools? Why pay for two right. when one will do it? And if you're only going to make, like if you're a business owner and you're only making like 20 calls, I am not disrespecting anybody's PSA. I like all of them. Other people were disrespecting your PSA. Oh, <laughs> Um, you've made an investment in your PSA, use it, right? Like use that software. I agree with that. So, um, Carrie, Carrie said, honey out loud. For those of you watching this recorded later, uh, you know me, I love shiny new toys. And I put that in the chat. I just learned about honey CRM, like honey, just like bees make honey. Um, honeycrm.com. I have no affiliation with them. I don't even have an affiliate link with them to like you know, make a couple bucks if you go check it out. Um, it's a cool I, product. Like, just I, th product. I think it's neat. It's it's a marketing and, and sales CRM specifically for MSPs. And I hear they are making a pricing change uh, very soon, Carrie. Uh, you can have up to 500 contacts for free. Oh, do they pay by contact? Well, they, they it, Currently on the website, it shows 2,500 contacts starting at $199 a month. I would never purchase a, a CRM solution that priced based right. on the number of contacts that you put into it. Well, but you got to remember, it's also a marketing tool. So it does e email, like newsletters and what? I use Zoho. It costs $35 a seat. It does okay. all of that. So there, there are like, you know, if you look at Infusionsoft and Drip, MailChimp, <laughs> like Don I mean, is killing it today. Don, wow. So before I address that, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, you know, all of those companies, you know, they are designed specifically for like newsletters and email marketing uh, and drip campaigns. And but you can do that with any CRM, any CRM, right? Like you can do that. I mean, Salesforce is a super expensive product. Yes. Yes. Um, and if you're going to integrate anything with it, it's going to be even more expensive. So if you want to buy a CRM that then integrates into your PSA, you're going to pay far more for your CRM because you're going to have to buy the highest level they have. You can't buy like the small business version of Salesforce and then integrate it into ConnectWise and integrate it into your phone system. You have to buy the enterprise version. So if you're a small business and maybe you've got two people on the phone, you just added $500 a month plus whatever it costs you to integrate plus, 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 plus. Mm -hmm. Then you have to pay someone to come in and set it up. Right? Like there's, there's a lot of benefits to using your PSA as a prospecting tool. The first benefit being you know how to use it. That's true. So uh, Don, you are killing it, man. Uh, oh my God, that was- Don asked, Don asked if anyone's heard of that new PSA offered by Toma Bravo. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I don't either. I thought name. it was Thomas Bravo. <laughs> yeah, there's no S. No. <laughs> there's no S. Um, but for those of you that live under a rock, ConnectWise has been acquired by Toma Bravo, uh, the same company that also, I believe, is the owner. They Continuum. They, yeah, they, they've got Continuum and SolarWinds and Barracuda and 
you know, a, a couple oh, big handfuls. Somebody sent me a great document yesterday. I'll forward it over to you. And it clearly outlines like who owns what. And yeah. there's only really like the market. There's like three. Yeah. There's like three owners in the market. Um, so, you know, it makes you think like, uh, you know, Kaseya doesn't look so bad. <laughs> uh, Don asked a question and I like, I, I don't have a hard stop. So I'm happy to keep answering questions if people still have them. Um, Don asked what I thought of Vanilla Soft and That's I like Vanilla Soft. So the, the challenge for me, the reason that we wouldn't use Vanilla Soft is that we have, um, we have two distinct practices, managed services and, you know, we work with vendors, manufacturers, distributors, people that sell to managed service providers. So we maintain this enormous database of managed service provider information. So, oh my God, I hope so. That would be yeah, my I dream. I th so managed sales pros, um, I think you guys should get acquired by, well, you could get acquired by Vista Equity Partners. You could you could become Datto managed cold calling, um, but you could also get acquired by Toma Bravo. Um, not that I'm saying one's better, but Toma Bravo's better. I guess <laughs> valuating a telemarketing company is pretty challenging. So I've had a couple of like we grew really quickly. We did. We were we were debt free. We've been profitable since year one. We operate in two countries are I just it's a good company but the the valuation would be maybe like three times my profit right it wouldn't be three times my annual revenue and I mean while I'm not a hundred percent lifestyle business I don't necessarily like unless that number is really big I'm not dropping you know my cash cow to go yeah, do something else, right? Like there's, it's same with well, like, they, everybody has a number, right? they offer you like a billion dollars? Well, then they bought, they bought ConnectWise uh, for five something, 5.5 billion, I think. 1.5 billion. I like my first number better. <laughs> they probably would have as well. <laughs> <laughs> but just so like going through, for example, um, we were offered... I was offered a million dollars for my business in year two. Not a that, bad. That job. would have that. So, but but if I recall correctly, year two or year three, you did kind of well. Yeah, we did. So, that that would have been a really poor, like short sighted decision. Like, I don't know. I wonder sometimes, right? Like for me, who started a business from nothing, like I, I was a telemarketer. True. Right. I was making 15 bucks an hour and then I was making 50 bucks an hour and then I was making 80 bucks an hour. And now I run this business. But mm -hmm. for somebody like for somebody who is making 15 bucks an hour before they started their business, doesn't have a college degree, doesn't have a, a business degree. You know, at that time, a million dollars would have paid off my house, all my debt and still left plenty of money left over to do something else with or whatever. Right. And that was the fun time of running the business. Like the startup time was super, super fun. And I didn't want to give that up for what essentially wasn't life-changing money. A million dollars was a lot of money, but it wasn't enough. Like I broke it down into like, how many nights could I stay at the Ritz Carlton in a row with this money? <laughs> and I'm like, so, not even a year? No. 
So, no. so at what point does that answer become, okay, I'll think about it. Like I'll really like <laughs> Thanks, James. 10, 10, 10 years straight uh, at the Ritz Carlton. Now, now you're talking FU money as, as I think Shiva likes to call it. Yeah. And it's like a service-based business, everyone always says like, oh, you're like services-based businesses don't scale. And that's not true. If you can standardize them, they can scale. And the only thing you can't scale is exceptions, right? So there's everybody in my company does exactly the same thing all day and anybody can be taught to do it. So when people are really challenged by the idea of cold calling, I like to say like, you don't, all you have to do is follow a process. And if you can network, if you can give someone your business card and chat with them about what you do at an event, there's nothing different from that and cold calling. So if you're kind of like, don't assume for a minute that everybody buys like you do, you don't like getting cold called. That doesn't mean your prospects don't. And everyone always says like cold calling's dead. And I'm like, wow, I wish somebody would have told me that before I started my incredibly profitable cold calling business. Like it's, not dead. And as you guys start teaching your clients to not open any emails from anybody ever, that's going to get even better for me. (laughs) The more people get hit with phishing attacks from stupid people opening emails, the more money I'm going to make next year, right? Like you're not going to open email from people you don't know. You're not going to open sales emails because you don't know the difference between sales emails and the email that is going to shut your company down forever. So the best, so here I'm, I'm, I have to, like, we're going to get, we're going to stop taking up all your time, but the best uh, thing that I heard this year about selling, especially when it came to managed services and managed security was like, this is your baby, right? Like you're talking to a business owner, they put 20 years into it. They've built a $10 million business. Like, are you going to let some asshole take that away from you when there's a $200 piece of software that could completely prevent it from happening? You've spent 20 years building this business and some guy can come in and take it from you in five minutes. You get hit with ransomware. You may never recover. You get a financial breach. By the time they sort that shit out, you think your employees are still working for you when you can't pay them because your bank account shut down. No. Right. Like that is a phenomenal way to get people thinking about security differently. It's $200. I spent more than that on dinner last night. Good for you. I spent almost that on dinner last night. I was with clients. I don't, there's not a lot of $200 dinners that, unless it's like an enormous steak, I would eat. Yeah. I I took my, my family out to, to celebrate a big win uh, last night. I'm not going to lie. I, you know, sometimes I like to go and celebrate those big wins. You should. um, Yeah. So, so I went, you know, I, I took the family to this really nice Chinese place last night you know, we, we got like sushi and wontons, like we got everything, man. And, uh, you know, yeah, we, we spent a lot of money Four people. I can't believe it. So the, I think now is as good a time as any, since, you know, we're, we're starting to digress, right? Now is as good a time to, oh my goodness, to, uh, to the chat. I'm so glad people watching this later on YouTube <laughs> don't see the chat. Um, so now is a fantastic time for us to uh, wrap up. So for those of you that still have questions about cold calling uh, or, or maybe you just want to hire Carrie or, or, you know, whether it's hiring her, her company, oh my goodness, uh, to 
to do. Remember that time calling. that I got Steve kicked off YouTube? That was the best day ever. <laughs> uh, Steve Sand. <laughs> you guys wouldn't get it. Um, so, so yeah, if you guys have questions about cold calling, you want to hire Carrie's company to do cold calling for you. You want to uh, do do some consultations or just buy that pre-recorded training stuff. Shoot her an email, Carrie. How how can they reach you? Oh, Carrie C A R R I E at managed with a D sales with an S pros with an S dot com. No Z's. There are no Z's, guys. <laughs> Z's are silent <laughs> and invisible. So, um, and then if anyone has any questions uh, for me about MSP webinars or anything else, or or Ron, if you're still here and you want me to fix your auto test, maybe I can help you do that too. Uh, I know a guy at Connect Us. Um, no, I, uh, I I can help you with your auto test. And so, I can't remember yeah. who it was that was asking about, um, like I was really just messing with the guy who was asking about a one party state to two party state calling. If you want to have a conversation about that, is he still online? Are you still here? He's here. He's here. Like you give me a call. I'll tell you what my lawyers told me. If you're like, if you're thinking about like, how can I do this legally in my state? I am more than happy to share with you. Like we had to obviously consult with lawyers that specialized in that before we started doing this. So there are like some things you can do, some things that you can't do. Um, cool. And we just try to, you know, avoid the ones we can't do. That's all you can do. The Russians. Oh, <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for doing this, Carrie. I, I learned a lot and this was a lot of fun and I can't wait to have you back, uh, you know, maybe later this year or next year to, to talk more about sales. I wish you the best and I hope you all have a great day and week. Thanks everyone. Everybody.